When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever. Dog. Who has beaten show business? Mm. Uh, Rick Moranis when he got out of it. When he said, yeah, he got out. When he's like, I'm in Canada. Call me when they're backing up the money truck for uh, the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. You know what I said? To, I said uh, when I saw he was coming back, I said, mm-hmm. well, looks like Honey, Rick Moranis just expanded his bank account. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? I said to myself, money. Yeah. Oh, money. I shrunk the. No, I said money. Money. Please don't put words in my mouth. Sorry. I said money, comma. You just found a new home in Rick Moranis' bank account. Wow. You're not even going to like play off of the word shrunk. (laughs) Um, What, What was it? Found a new place? Relocated. I said money. Yes, I heard comma. that part. That part I know. What do you want me to do? Shrunk? Okay, here we I go. I don't want you to do money. any of Fuck, it. Fuck, fine. I'll, no, I'll do it. Uh, you want shrunk worked in there? You're going to get it. Money, comma. Yeah. You just shrunk. What? The difference. Oh, uh, I can't uh, do uh, it. Uh, I just can't do it. No, I can do it. Money, you just. No, I can't. What are you going to yes, do? Yes, I can. Money, Ugh, I can't. Fine. Money. Rick Moranis. You just shrunk the wallet. No, the wallet's the regular size. Just now it has more money in it. You, Money, <laughs> comma, you just shrunk the non-money space in Rick Moranis's wallet. See, that non-money space is like not a real term that people like connect to. Like, you know how you have a non-money space? People are be like, no, I'm confused. Oh, no, I say that all the time. You do not. I, I'm always talking about my non-money space. When you're in meetings out there? Yeah. I just walk in and I say, it's time to fill up my non-money space. Ten, okay. nine, ten, eight wins. Seven. Ten, ten wins. Ten, ten wins. But dun, 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 dun. Giving, we'll give you, uh, you give if us. You give us twenty-two ten, minutes. We'll give we'll you give you the world. A, a kiss. I'm Sandy Kenyon, and I'm Canyon Sandys. Man, I could go for some Canyon Sandies right about now. That's my favorite Girl Scout cookie. <laughs> right? Canyon Sandies. Will you please support I... the Girl Scouts? Uh, do you have any Canyon Sandies left? Uh, 
Yes, that's all we have. That's all we have. You're the weird adult that likes our unpopular flavors. We have Canyon Sandies, we have Rex Reedies, and we have Larry Kinkies. Oh my God, a Rex Reedy biting into. <laughs> it's like a peppermint. It's like licorice flavored. Yeah. So it's like. And the Larry King one is what? Like horseradish flavored? <laughs> it's a cookie filled with horseradish. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck it's you. One of those, <laughs> it's one of those cookies with the red goo on the middle. But the but red goo the horseradish is horseradish. That they stain with beets. It's beet-stained horseradish. Joke's on you. Dig in. <laughs> Made with New York water. <laughs> His weird beet horseradish cookies. With Yeah. Well, this is double threat. This is the show. Should we start from the beginning? No, Should I kind of like Do a proper like intro? Oh, okay, that. <laughs> that's fine. All right. Well... I will say now that if you are listening to me and Tom right now on this episode, by now he and I will be dead. Yes. If you're hearing our voices, we are dead. Well, we definitely have pre-recorded this, so we just assume that we're dead. Yeah. That's kind of the way we should all be conducting our lives in 2020. You just assume this is the final week. Whatever this week brings could be the end. So that said, Tom and I are taking a Saturday to, well, Tom has a Scientology retreat. Yes. And I have a, um, I just like to whip batteries at, <laughs> at monks. I go to this monastery upstate uh-huh. once a, once a okay. year and I just, I have my, I go, hey, Friar Tuck. And I say, more like Friar Puck. And then I'm like, you're a crappy goalie when I hit him in the in one, of those, uh-huh. his, uh, one of those bald spots that he makes with a razor. I say, who makes a bald spot? Anyway, that's what I like to do. And, and Tom is away. Um, and what are you throwing? D batteries, C batteries, nine volts? Um, little watch batteries? I do the little watch batteries because okay. that, that way... <laughs> That way they don't set up the metal detectors. Sure, sure. And um, sometimes the monks are like, oh, it's raining. Or they say yeah. that with their faces because most of them have taken vows of silence. So you see like them be like, oh, but not really speaking it. Yeah. And that you do that, which is your thing where you whip batteries at the monks. <laughs> and I do a uh, seminar on maximizing your e-reader. Well, the thing about Tom the is e-meter. like maximizing the, your e-meter and e-reader your, your, your is Kindle? like <laughs> maximizing yeah, Kindle. your Kindle. That would be fun, though, if someone's like they go to a seminar that they think is called like, oh, I can get the most out of my nook. And then they get yeah. there and all of a sudden they're like, they hear the wait, doors lock behind antidepressants them. are poison. Yeah. And I go up and I like to uh, I like to warm the crowd up with a little bit of comedy first. It always kind of gets everybody uh, in the in a good mood. And I'll do my uh, I'll do my whole. You might uh, have some Thetans routine, or I'll be like, if you have a television set that doesn't work, and on top of that, you put another television set, you might have some Thetans running through your system 
Wait, is that what the Thetans are bad, right? I felt like, well, I can't tell the difference between Thetans and Engrams, which is why I'm excited for you to catch me up after this week's um, Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to look, admittedly, I kind of read the stuff on the car ride over (laughs) and then I kind of forget it. It's like cramming for a test. Yeah, it's just it's just about memorization and regurgitation, not actually about right knowledge. Right, but so you're kinda, but but you're welcome in that community, and that's more than what I can say for me and those those monks. No, and this is this is how we choose to spend our summer in 2020. We re- we deserve a weekend of relaxation. So Tom and I are either doing that or dead. Yes. And you'll know which one it is if there's an episode after this one. <laughs> we'll tell you that we were enjoying our summer. If this is the final episode, we're dead. And we wanted to be honest because just in case, you know, we there, there's a world in which we're like, oh, let's just talk about something, you know, evergreen and talk about, I don't know, something that we're obsessed with that makes most people's yeah, eyes roll the exactly. back of their and yeah. it's like, oh, are we going to talk about Oya Kodos again? Or like- <laughs> it's just these things where we're just like, hey, check out this clip of Buddy Rich on the <laughs> Dick Cavett show. Here's a and real I'm timely like, one. I'm ahead of you, pal. And then, uh, yeah, Forever and Dog then- is like, we're not exactly sure how to let you know. Yeah. Like, the- we've, we've told you a few times the median age of a podcast listener. Yeah. We kind of think there's a little bit of a demographic gap that we would like to narrow if we could maybe (laughs) not have you guys talk for an hour about buddy rich on the dick cavett show (laughs) a clip like where buddy rich was already 78 years old (laughs) when he was on this thing like that would have been old in 1971 like yeah people would have been like why are you talking about this square thing buddy rich right who cares Right. And we're just like, look at his shoes. Look at his shoes. Brett, Brett, rewind that part. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, we. But we were. But we. So, yes, we did have the option of picking something from the past that would have been evergreen. But then we figured, well, you know, between now and next week, when either we'll be dead or I'll be whipping batteries and you'll be, you know, networking. Mm-hmm. Um, What if, like, a meteor hits or, you know, like a shark with legs does something fun. I I don't know. Like anything horrible could happen in the next week. And then they'll be like, it's kind of weird. They didn't reference that. So we're just being honest that we pre-recorded this. Yeah. That don't wonder why we're not talking about the fact that everybody's flat screen TVs blew up. (laughs) (laughs) They they blew in oddly enough. They collapsed they just, yeah, in like on themselves. Like the house in Pol- the final scene in Poltergeist that kind of swallowed itself up. Here's my question about Poltergeist. If that movie is yeah. supposed to be about ghosts, then why is the scariest part of it is there's like a clown on a chair? Because the ghost inhabited the clown on the chair. Oh, really? I haven't seen it in a while. And the clown's like, <laughs> and it attacks the just... little boy. I have a question about clowns. Yes. There was a time when they weren't scary or weird or strange. And I just wonder if it had to do with like 
the fact that people could only see them like across a, a room, like they were in the rafters or something. So they're like, I can see that that guy has a, like a mouth and eyes. What was appealing about clowns when they weren't acknowledged to be scary is what I'm asking you right now. Oh, um, I don't, I don't think anything was ever appealing about them. Mm-hmm. I think they were just there. Right. And everybody assumed that the previous generation had ushered them mu- in. Yeah. They must be like, well, they must be all right. They liked them. And then they're like, right. we didn't like them. We assume the people before us liked them. And then you go back and it's 800 years of clowns. <laughs> what I'd like to know is in these horror movies, when you see like a clown doll or you see like a, like Annabelle in the Annabelle movies, who's buying these ugly toys for children that clearly look like monsters. Like they're the only thing they're missing is being possessed by a spirit. The ugliness of the actual doll is doing like 95% of the horror work. Right. And it's almost just like, eh, if nobody inhabits this, clown doll it's still pretty scary but, but like why who's bringing those in the house like, that's, like that's my kid's my que- gonna love this doll that's my question there has to be there have to be generations of people that thought that was okay or fun or charming yeah yeah and, to buy and my like question weird, is why like did they grow up did they have a good experience at a birthday party one time because someone that like wasn't their dad put on makeup that day and I can't think of anything that, that would was ever make appealing. a clown appealing. What's a, what well, is well? Let's think about it right now. Let's think what about is, it. What is an appealing clown? Well, their well, their shoes are too big. Mm-hmm. Can you I'm think of try- a clown where you're like, I like that clown? Uh huh. Is there one clown you can think of where you were just like, I, I I don't mind that clown. I feel like you have an answer, and I feel like you're fishing. So what's your answer? I don't. I truly. Because oh. uh, even the ones I'm thinking of, I really don't like where I'm just like, what about like, like, like Bozo the kind of, like, I don't like that. It's terrible. I have an answer. You do? What is it? Judy Garland is that hobo clown with okay. the, with the, um, she and Fred Astaire are like, we're a couple of swells. We mm-hmm. stay at the best hotels. And they were making fun of the homeless. Yeah, they're doing a a dance where they're pretending that they're dirty. Like they just have like, we'll put some fun fake dirt on our face. Imagine if we were actually dirty. And then there's people who are actually like, they're like, I wish I could have. I wish I could afford a ticket to the show where people yeah. act like us. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, that's us up there. That's fun. Can we oh, come they're and making see fun it? of us. Yeah. No. <laughs> do you have three cents? If I had three cents, do you think I'd be having this conversation? I go and I say like greatest generation. Yeah, right. <laughs> Where do you go and say that at a veterans hall? Yeah. And You're the Scientology. Doing- you're doing like thing. volunteer stand up where you just go to like <laughs> places and like roast people. Yeah. Greatest generation. Yeah, right. 
you know, and they say the the you guys like uh, actors like uh, like uh, Clark Gable. Yeah, he's one of the best. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I mean, I want to hear more. Yeah, right. Okay. So uh, you guys like a lot of this big band music, right? From the past, like uh, Glenn Miller. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, he's the best. Yeah, right. Keep going. <laughs> and then a lot of these actors, Cary Grant, he's one of the top uh, top cinema stars these days, and uh, you can't get enough of him. Yeah, he really is charming. Yeah, right. <laughs> Someone pulls the fire alarm. And I'm just like, yeah, that fire alarm's going off. I guess the place is on fire. Yeah, right. <laughs> and they're like, no, it actually is on fire. Get out of here. Oh, no, I'm on my way out. Don't worry. I'm going to get out. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then they, I'm just in a burning, <laughs> burning theater. <laughs> it's just it's just me on stage. Oh, yeah, the curtain's on fire behind me. Yeah, I'm really worried about that. Yeah, right. And the fire department's coming in, and they're just like, "Sir, we need to get you out of here. This place is going to go. <laughs> this place is going to collapse any second now." Oh yeah, no, let's get out of here. Yeah, I'm really worried about uh, the uh, the structure of this building falling apart. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think everyone has a right to die the way they want to. I feel like everyone has a right to die the way they want to, and everyone has a yeah right. <laughs> To die the way they want to also. And this is the way I think you should die. <laughs> no, this is actually, I feel like I should die after this yeah right thing. No, I think it's a good, I think it's a good bit. Well, you know, it's a good yeah, bit. Yeah, right. <laughs> God. That, so that's what it's like to be on the other end of it. Oh, I didn't realize how it felt to be on the receiving end of a yeah, right. Well, that's act two, my friend. Well, I want to say this. We've got great stuff on the show today. And, and we are, this is by no means a slowdown. We're not looking no. backwards. We're looking forwards. We're just getting started. Yeah. But, and these are these are great things that we did that we literally just could not fit in episodes. Our cutting room floor is better than most cutting board more food, please, mm-hmm. for the pot that I'm cooking this gourmet dinner into. Oh, really? Are you? Because our scraps are better than most people's haps in terms of yeah. what's happening. Our scraps beat your haps. Don't forget it. All these other podcasts. And you know what I want to do? I mentioned this to you uh, uh, the other day. I would love it. If somebody in the audience would draw <laughs> us in like a political, like there's that guy Ben Garrison who does all the right wing political cartoons. I would love if somebody drew like a Ben Garrison type depiction of you and I, the way they draw like Trump is like super strong and like, yeah. like this tough guy where you're like, this guy taking some huge liberties with the right. depiction of Trump. But right. I would love to get a version of us 
on like horses or something with all the other <laughs> podcast losers just trampled under the feet of the horse. Like, yeah. like a political cartoon of just double threat, how dominant it yeah. is. And just, and then you write like, like if you draw like, you draw like uh, Kevin uh, Bartelt getting like trampled, and you, but then you like write on like Earwolf, you know, like the way they write yeah, on, on political cart. Yes, like like his shirt <laughs> yeah. will say Earwolf. If you have to write what something is in a T-shirt, are you really making the best art? No, you need to take another pass at your thing. If you're just like uh, Obama, <laughs> Obamacare, Obamacare. Yeah. Put it on a T-shirt. The horse is wearing. Look, it's the horse. The horse is wearing a T-shirt. The T-shirt says Obamacare. The horse represents Obamacare. Where, <laughs> like, it's like all I want. You're you're just past your deadline. That's all I'm saying is when am I going to get it? This yeah. political cartoon is like losing his mind. Starts eating his own fingers. But yes, Tom I is want- describing the genre of political cartoon where like the two of us are strong and we're leaving like podcast fools in the dust and maybe the two of us are high-fiving, but we look really like strong. Yeah, and we have like wings maybe. <laughs> like we're, maybe we're riding Pegasuses, Pegasi. Yeah. And we're just crushing the other podcasts. Yeah, nothing too violent. Like don't put us at the wheel of a monster truck where you actually like see people bleeding underneath the wheel. No. No, it's it's meant to be in good it's meant to be in good fun. But it still is meant Maybe, to but draw what a if distinct differentiation yeah. between us and everyone else. What if it's the two of us in like a cool car and we're zooming yeah. along and we're giving each other the high five and then all the people behind us are like coughing in the exhaust. Yeah, I like that. Like they're eating our dust. Yeah. We're in like a sports car and it'll say like, it'll say like double threat on the side of the sports car. Yeah. Right. Right. And then I'll be wearing a a visor that says Julie and you'll be wearing a corsage (laughs) that says Tom. Exactly. Just in case anybody misses (laughs) any of it. (laughs) So that's what I want this summer. So if you're an artist out there, you draw that, I'll, I'll buy it off you. And I will sell it off of Tom back to you. Yes, I'll sell it back to you, and you'll be like, "Wait, I'd, what just happened here?" <laughs> and Next by then, you know we'll you're be... wearing a barrel. <laughs> and then your whole house cleaned out. No electronics are left. <sighs> so, Brett, are you there? Oh yeah. Um. Welcome, Brett. Hi, hey. Brett. And I want to say something also. I know I've said it before and I'll keep saying it. This guy's this guy's top notch. He's I not like, like so. these losers, these losers that produce these other podcasts where they're like, I spilled peanut butter on the <laughs> on the guest thing and I can't how read do you it. Spill peanut butter, by the way. It's so thick. <laughs> it's a very loose peanut butter. It's not like a Gatorade. Well, no, sometimes you, the peanut butter jar gets a little low and you start mixing it with water just to stretch the peanut butter. No, you don't. I'm just <laughs> sad. I'm making that up. But you're the best in the biz and you've got something to say to us, Brett. What do you got to say? What do you have to say? Thank you very much. And, and I'm glad you're taking a well-deserved week off. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, very excited to guide the listeners through uh, some clips from Double Threat's past that have never aired. Um from our early recording sessions, uh, which were actually done in studio, which is mm-hmm. which is uh, seems like a, a different are, world at this point. 
these are the these are ses- these are like the box set. They'd be like, oh my god, there's all yeah. this like this is like a great box set because there's like unheard stuff. Yeah, base- basement sessions. Yeah, yeah. These are the basement tapes, the B sides, the the deep cuts. Um, and uh, I'll try to keep my narration to a minimum so you can enjoy the clips. Uh, I'll give you a little setup for for each one as we as we go through them here. Well, thank you, Brett, and listeners of Double Threat. Start listening. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here to let you know about our latest episode of Office Hours Live. Office Hours is great fun. With the great John Early and Theta Hamill. Very handsome. Thank you. Thank you. They're here to talk about their new movie, Stress Positions. And we just had a, a wonderful time. There was a lot of laughter and joy. Don't believe me? Well, listen for yourself on the podcast app of your choice. You're not going to want to miss a second. That's at Office Hours Live at the podcast app of your choice. Bum, 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 bum. I love Rick and Doug and I love drinking my wine. Welcome back to Double Threat. This is Brett here, and I've got two throwback clips for you today, both uh, of which were recorded way back on March 6th at Forever Dog's L.A. studio, but never released until now. And this March 6th recording was also the only time during the entire run of Double Threat that Tom and Julie uh, recorded in the same room together. So that is something to keep in mind. And this first clip you're about to hear is an early version of the business. Uh, Before you guys started sending in clips for us, Tom and Julie would bring in clips for each other. And in this case, Tom brought in a clip for Julie from the TV show Ellen. I'll let him take it from there. Uh, But I do want to add that this clip ends with one of my all-time favorite Tom and Julie tangents. So look out for that and enjoy. The clip I pulled for Julie. Now, let me just say this is from Ellen. Uh, I brought something for you from Ellen also. (laughs) Did we pull the same thing? Is this Gift of the Magi? It might have been Gift of the two people who think way too much alike. (laughs) Um, This is from an episode... Demi Lovato was hosting. Oh, this I did not pull okay. this one, but no. I'm, and her yeah. guest was Justin Bieber, who organized a pretty fun prank. Is it a prank? Yeah. Justin it's Bieber a, and Ellen both yeah. love giving people heart attacks. Now this is a prank. Uh, it's on the set of Friends, the Friends set uh, on the Warner hate. Brothers lot. I hate that. I hate Friends. And it's Justin Bieber posing as a security guard. Oh no. Now, okay, let's check this out, please. And Ellen's like in this. Oh, so where's Ellen in this? And earlier today, you got disguised as a Warner Brothers tour guide on the set of Friends. By the way, Justin Bieber is wearing mustard shorts. Check it out. Check it out. That kid's a loser. Now, this is Justin Bieber. How are you? Please come sit down. Take a photo. Look around. Do your thing. It's the real friend set. Yeah. You can walk around. Don't touch many things. Don't move things around. But you can look around. He doesn't know how to act like a normal person. What's your favorite place to be, the friend set? What's your favorite character? Do you have a favorite character? Let's go with Joey. Now he's wearing, describe what he looks like. He looks like a child going for Halloween as like a child molester. Like he's got like a, he's got those, um, Dove Charney slash Jeffrey Dahmer like glasses and a, and a, Silly mustache. And you know that when he got these on, he was like, I'm doing sketch comedy. Yeah. 
I'm like, it's like I'm, I'm on Justin uh, Timberlake. Yeah. Who is the unofficial member of, do you like it when people say that Justin Timberlake yeah. like is a member of SNL? Yeah. I love when people think like, he's as good as a real comedian. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like, first of all, no, he's not. <laughs> Secondly, it's like, he only does the same four sketches every time. Man, going down to hot dog, dog town. I'm in hot dog going town. Going down hot dog town. <laughs> That's what you think it is. Going down to hot dog town. That was in your packet. My packet was making it not hot dog town, but mm. it was making it hot dog city town USA. Interesting. I added the USA because it's heightened. Kind of a patriot. Uh, meanwhile, this guy's Canadian. Justin Bieber's like Canadian accent slips yeah. out sometimes, and it's funny just to remember that he's. Hey, I'm with Joey guy too. Can you say how you doing? How you doing? There you go. All right, you guys, let's let's take a nice photo here. There you go. Okay. Oh, he's being silly because he's hitting the pillows like too hard. Now, let me ask you, Julie, if you see any flaws in this prank that's going on by any chance, it's Justin Bieber. Sure. Dressed like a security as a guard. security guard. Yes. On the Friends set. I don't tell see- me if you see any no. thing that maybe should have been thought out further. No, I don't think so. To have like. Uh-huh. Because they did an earlier one where it uh-huh. was people would go on the friend set and then like Jennifer Aniston popped up from behind the couch. Yeah, but it's Justin Bieber. So you didn't see any kind of like weird disconnect where, okay, I just want to. <laughs> no, it makes perfect sense. Check this out. Hasn't been washed a day in its life. Look at these. Oh, this has never been washed. This is the real. He's punching the couch and like <laughs> dust is flying up from it. From the central okay, perk. We gotta get the next group in here. Get out of here. Great, great, great. Give me another pose. Give me a cool pose. Where you're excited to be here. He's the security guy who also takes photos. He's, he's the security guy. It's Justin Bieber as a security guy. As like Austin Powers being like, yes, yes. And he never says, by the way. I'm Justin Bieber. Oh, there's never a reveal? He does it one time, but then oh, they cut to the um, end of the clip. The camera doesn't seem to be working. Let me get this fixed. Walk around, do your thing, enjoy okay. yourself. Yep. Yeah. This they is a real friend set. Clip. Have you guys seen Friends? Oh, yes. You have. have you seen Friends? No, we're awesome. just here yeah, being no, we're fucking just, idiot assholes. Don't tell anybody. I'm going to use your phone. So it's like him being like, I'm going to act See, slightly inappropriate. Oh, and he does have sideburns. <laughs> He says at the end of the thing, they pull, they go back to the taping. I hate this. Brett, if you could pause. I hate this. I hate this. He's. I hate this. He goes back to the to the live show, and then Demi Lovato, who's hosting for Ellen, goes. And in the studio audience, we have two of the people. They didn't know you were Justin Bieber until that was Justin Bieber on the thing until right now. So it's like. The point why, of the, what, why? Why? Why do this? The point is: is he auditioning for uh, a security guard role? This is not how security guards act. Yeah, just like. And so I think Justin Bieber's like, I'll act like slightly inappropriate. I'm gonna act like the security guard that works for me. <laughs> like he has no like frame of reference because he's only been in a bubble since he's like ten. So he's like, wouldn't it be funny if my security guard like told me that my pillows were dirty? <laughs> Turn that way, get the back of your heads. 
Oh, now he's like, turn around, I'll take a picture of you from behind. And by the way, all these people are like, this guy, we're clearly on camera, and this guy's goofing around with you guys. It is all set up. You want to take a photo right now? Yeah. And now he's. Are you kidding? Like, so like, you were, yeah, you figure out that it's him right away. There's like some some young people go and they're right. just like, yeah, that's Justin Bieber. Yeah, people under like. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm just the 24 year old trying to act like I'm 60. <laughs> I have all the trappings of an old guy. Trappings. And I just big old bushy mustache like stuck on <laughs> stuck on somebody clearly in their mid twenties. Like you can't grow that weird grizzled mustache. So you're you set me up to think to ask what does Justin Bieber have to do with friends? What does like why does this exist? And why why would it's the to me it was the worst of celebrity culture where yes. it's just like if justin bieber does it it's like well does it make sense it's like <laughs> but justin bieber is gonna do it but also the, th the laughter that these like these are people that are smiling because they're like they're like feeling uncomfortable i feel like this is all like social laughter yeah like it's you come back and i'm like well i thought you'd never be back and everyone at the table like ha, 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 yeah ha. now this is like uh this is like the way that that band must have felt mm -hmm. on that improv everywhere prank where they're just like, everybody's fans of us. It's great. When they that brought really, that. That was rough. When they're just like, imagine if you guys had fans. <laughs> Could you imagine if people knew the words to your songs and liked them? Wouldn't that be hilarious? Um, Yeah, this is a bummer. I mean, it's just it's just like everything that like. Ellen, Ellen at one point like decided to stop being comedy and just start being like fun. Like I'm going to like give people an experience that's like comedy, mm -hmm. but is not comedy. What if maybe we're, maybe we've been doing it wrong this whole time. You think this Julie. is comedy? No, I feel like, yeah, maybe uh, we've blown it. Uh-huh. Well, that I know. Well, I, I mean, know just that, from my own not maybe. You take the word maybe me, off that. We is royal yeah. we. I'm not going to speak for you. If... Maybe we should have just been focusing on being fun the whole time rather than being funny. Don't have it in me. What if this I've had podcast, fun. I've had fun like once or twice. What if this podcast? One time was it that murder tour I took. <laughs> when I took the, the Helter Skelter like dearly mm -hmm. departed death tour and they were like, this is El Coyote where Sharon Tate had her last meal. And I was like. This is the best day of my life. <laughs> <You're> just... <laughs> it's like Abigail Folger, Folgen Fortune. Now we go to Los Feliz to see the La Bianca house. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm having fun. This is what this... fun is. This is what people feel at ball games yeah. with their father. <laughs> and then people are just like uh, saying, just like, I, I think I'll walk. <laughs> I'll walk back to Mike. How far is my car from, from the 110 Cielo Drive? <laughs> or what used to be Cielo Drive, now destroyed, used to be the site of the recording studio for Trent Reznor's creepy album, <laughs> where there were pigs and so forth. And then he was like, this is spooky. And, and then Sharon Tate's sister was like, don't do that. And he's yeah. like, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I am so sorry. I I'm just want to so, say. I uh, just want to say, um, hey, uh, my bad. 
I'd like to just apologize. Hey, I'd, li- I'd like to apologize like an animal. Hey, it's me, Trent. Yeah. <laughs> I want to apologize to you like an animal. I want to say I'm sorry from, <laughs> from the inside. inside. <laughs> he claimed that he didn't know that was the house that at one point. That was the entire point of that yeah. album. What? <laughs> what happened at this house? The what murders? <laughs> Charles Mann, what? <laughs> what rentate? <laughs> Squeaky hoop, what the? <laughs> Every Here. Song. Hold on. Here. Where Every, we have weird every, pig skulls every, all over the place. Every song is like, Tex Watson says this. You pigs are going to die. Here. <laughs> That happened here. Helter Skelter, here we go. We are at Cielo. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> You're telling me. Uh-uh. <laughs> I don't buy it. For what? In this house. Wait a minute. Well, my bad. Yeah. Well, I... Now let me get back in the booth and do some more. Five bodies <laughs> dead, written on the wall in blood. Oh my Pig. Pig. Garbage dump. Hold oh, on I, a second. Hold on. I need to lay down. No, wait a second. I have to lay down one more, one more track. Charlie, what you doing now? <laughs> no. Here? Am I being punked? <laughs> well, I never... I am a, I am, wow. Hello, Airbnb. (laughs) It's me, Trent Reznor. You'd think you'd tell a guy. (laughs) You'd think you'd tell a guy if mass murders happened in the house he rented. He just happened to rent to record an album. Called. Called the Manson Murder. Charles Manson. (laughs) <laughs> hold on. <laughs> hold on a second. I gotta put you on hold. I have another. I just have to record the track. Those murders are really interesting. <laughs> I think they're cool and interesting. Yes, I would like to speak to your manager. Welcome back, everybody. The last clip that we have for you today features a podcast that Tom and Julie have covered before on Double Threat. Here's the thing with Alec Baldwin. And if you listen to episode 10 of Double Threat, you know that Tom and Julie gave the business to the Woody Allen episode of Here's the Thing. Uh, And way back in March, they also attempted a podcast rescue on Here's the Thing. And that's the thing that you're about to hear now. So now on the show, we're going to do something called Podcast Rescue, which is where we take a podcast that neither of us have heard or heard of and Brett plays it for us and we we try to fix it. Yeah. Constru- we, in a constructive way. This is not about goofing on something. No. There is no element of this that will be us putting anyone down. We like or- punching up. In fact, we invented punching up when we were not hired to punch up ants with a Z. No. When we got turned 
down. For by the way, it's with a Z, but it's also a U because it was a it was a porno. <laughs> it was A U N T Z, <laughs> and it was just sleeping before milfs. There were ants. <laughs> before milfs, there was ants. Yeah, yeah. Admittedly, ants had been out for three years when we put put ourselves out there as punch up for ants. <laughs> I thought it was just to punch holes in the poster with my fist. Those ants in that, that they look like. Well, that was um, Woody Allen, right? Yeah, Woody yeah. Allen. Yeah. Well, they you look got like, them in the booth. They look, yes. they look like test things that you see in like a show about an, an animated thing would look. Right. Like oh, like like if a character like way like in Mrs. Doubtfire, how like Robin Williams does the voice of a cartoon character, like if somebody needed that like in ten minutes. Yes, and they're and like production is like we can pay eleven hundred dollars <laughs> to someone to mock up some some digital ants moving around that he's gonna do voices for, but nothing that actually yeah. looks good. But that was the actual right, final and then you're product. the like production. Uh, coordinators thing and you get an email from the person that did it and you look at it and you go great job how have we not yeah the like perfectly serviceable no but you have to be like great job and then you like send them a check but you're just like Ugh. it's bad it's, it's like how is it yeah. it's bad hey did you like what I did oh I loved it great job amazing yeah hey how was the thing that they turned in we could do better hey did you like what I did yeah, great job. <laughs> I I don't fake enthusiasm anymore. I can. I just go. Oh, it's what a great job! Because you're in L.A. It also because nice... you're 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 being sarcastic to yourself, which is something I've never it's a little bit of self loathing attached out. to some of it. But punching up and punching down and just talking about comedy in general is something that Tom and I love to do. Yeah, and so when it comes to podcasts, which we know podcasts mm-hmm. and. We just want the the form to be elevated. So yeah, we're, we're passionate we're, about the form. We're not doing this to develop IP. No, freely. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Although he is a client of mine, I'm a book agent too. You know. Uh huh. You're a book agent. Do you rep? You're repping have, IP freely. I only he only have one client, and he keeps writing the same book called Down by the River. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and he, I was like, try a short story, and then he's like. <laughs> he came to me with a manuscript that was called like the toilets are too small. <laughs> well, it looks like at least he's kind of got the marketplace all to himself. So I was like, like pitch an article. He's so like, we came back and like, and I was like, okay, like, like a think piece. And I was like, I wonder what the first sentence is. And it was like, I'm tired of society being so restrictive as to where I urinate. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, I said, Ike. Oh, so it's, I, it's Ike, Ike Peter. I said, you got to, you got to, you got to branch out. Peter. Yeah. Ike Peter. Don't you know that? I didn't know that IP freely was Ike Peter well, freely. Ichabod. Mm-hmm. If you want to be formal. Okay. Ichabod Peter freely. So we have a podcast here. Brett is going to operate the thing. I want to ask you real quick, though, Julie. Yes. You tell me if this is a real celebrity podcast or not. This is a quiz that you've come up with. Real quick. On your lonesome. Yeah. And this is, you're you're going to ask me which of these. You say real or fake. These are celebrity are podcasts. Yes. Okay, got it. Which of these podcasts is real? Which <laughs> is fake? Life is short with Justin Long. 
No. Well, that's real. It is not. Mm -hmm. I thought life is short as Ricky Gervais. Didn't he have something called that? He did, yeah. Hash with Ash with Ashton Kutcher. No. Yeah, it's fake. It's happening with Snooky and Joey. Yes. That's real. Joey who? I don't know who Joey is. Um, Brie Yourself, A Guide to True Beauty with Allison Brie. No. That's fake. <laughs> Brie Yourself. Schwartz Going On with Ben Schwartz. Yes. That's fake. Mm. Yeah. Schwartz Going On? <laughs> yes. Schwartz going on. Oh, tell me Schwartz going on. Schwartz going on. I'm Ben Schwartz. Boing. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Get the, got to, he could probably pull the rights to the, to what's Schwartz going, going on? on. To what's going on. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I have no notes. It's a great idea. But Life is Short with Justin Long is a very real it's podcast. Disappointing. And guess what network it's not on? Forever, Forever dog. dog. They wouldn't touch that thing for the 10 10 foot bone. Yeah. We, got, out, we like, got outbid on that one. He <laughs> got outbid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a competitive still, situation. They're still sore about it's like it. who could who could get to the who could get to the exit door fastest? That was the competition. So what is this podcast, Brett? Uh, so speaking of celebrity podcasts, um, this one, this podcast this week is is hosted by a celebrity, and it's a celebrity that you've actually already mentioned on this very episode. Oh, no. oh my god, that can't be Woody good. Allen, Woody Allen has a podcast. <laughs> I would just uh, welcome. It's uh, me undies. I want to <laughs> tell everybody about <laughs> just. You don't have to. You know, microbial. A silver if you got uh, underpants. You, you check if, if you, you like me. It's simply safe. If you like you, me, you, your, your daughter wife picks up all of your under things. Does your typewriter ribbon get jammed? <laughs> you know when you're writing the, the fall project? You know when you find a scrap of paper from 1979 with a, a, you know, an idea on it and you say, I'll write this, I guess. <laughs> I don't know where I became Jimmy Durante in that. But. Do you ever run out of file cards that you type on? Or then when he's gone, man, there's no cards. That weird. There were file cards in that weird. That weird document. He had like types on. I know he types, but like like index cards that you could get at CVS. I'm pretty sure he was typing on index cards. I feel like they must. No, I think you know what I bet they are like library catalog cards. Like Dewey yes. Decimal System. And he probably like, puts them literally. He probably has the little rod running yes. through the bottom. He punches yes. holes in the oh, bottom. Oh, yeah, the two holes on the bottom. That's yeah. the standard. I got to thread this through in this <laughs> drawer. Uh, so this podcast is called Here's the Thing with Alec Baldwin. Oh, my goodness. And uh, I guess we can start with the description. Yeah. It says award-winning actor Alec Baldwin takes listeners into the lives of artists, policymakers, and performers. Alex sidesteps the predictable by going inside the dressing rooms, apartments, and offices of people. We didn't need that sentence. We didn't need that sentence. (laughs) He jumps out. He jumps out holding a shore microphone. Boo! (laughs) We're doing an episode now. Here's a thing. Here's a thing. He comes out of a closet holding a thing. What's your favorite album, Billy Joel? And it's like a pineapple. You have to. He gives it to you. You have to say what the thing is. He goes. Here's "Here's a thing. And Billy Joel has to go pineapple. (laughs) Or else he gets a punch in the face. Take him around back. Work him over. The Baldwin thugs. You mean the other Baldwins? It's And it's the four other brothers. There's four? I think there's four. There's four there's? Steven, Daniel. Yeah. Mickey. 
Mick, Clooney, Clark, Michael, and There's Claude. Cl- Clark, Claude. <laughs> I'm pretty Clark sure it's Baldwin. Claude. Claude Baldwin. Yep. That's another author you could have represented, Claude uh, Balls. <laughs> the, the one about his, you know what I, I i considered him i read him uh-huh i thought this is not my brand i thought Just, he's talented mm-hmm. he certainly has the passion yeah because as a book agent i i should probably we're both book agents i yes. should talk to claude balls and be my guest is. well oh that's the thing if you want to meet with him by uh, no means should you yeah. feel like i you know we're not mm-hmm. working together because he did write that one book i really enjoyed fighting a tiger <laughs> That book, I read it too, and it was really just a story. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was, it was more about a story about how he just fought a tiger. Yeah. And he ended up living. All right. So, so Brett, you want to play us what now? Uh, so, the episode of Here's the Thing that we're going to listen to is entitled James Caan, Last of the Tough Guy Movie Stars. Great. And here we go. Actor James Caan is tougher than tough. It was Coppola who first saw a spark of danger in this Jewish kid from rough and tumble Sunnyside Queens. I don't like how Queens. he said Jewish. Khan's no, there's a little bit of a... Especially the early ones are volatile. Leaned into it a little too much. dashes of mischief and this humor. Jewish kid. In The Godfather, he was Sonny Corleone. In The Godfather, cold-blooded killer. he was... There are lots of killers and lots of great actors in The Godfather. Now, can you pause Only for a Khan. second, Brett? Now, you are from... Where the Baldwins are from, Long Island. No. Right? No, I'm not. You were from, you grew up in I grew up uh, in Westchester. No, I didn't. How dare you? You didn't grow up in? No. You know, this is like telling someone who lives like basically like across the street that sure. you, they hate. But you didn't grow up, you didn't grow up in? No. Syosset? I did not grow up on Long Island. Okay. But you grew up adjacent to Long Island. No. How far did you grow up from where the Baldwins were? I mean, like conceptually. So you do you feel how much of a connection do you feel to the ball? Zero. I don't feel any connection zero. to the zeros. I call okay. them the zeros. Did you see that? It was a mistake, but I'm going to sure. lean into it. Who are the heroes from your neck of the woods then? Uh, Liza and Judy lived there briefly. Aaron okay. Sorkin grew up there. Okay. I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. claiming. Sure. Uh, Opie and Anthony. No. 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 Howard. Opie oh. Freely, by the way, Opie Freely. That'd be a good book. Is untalented. We're going to race you out of here. No, We're, I read I have, it. It was terrible. Okay, all right. Unless this is a double over. Also, this me. whole intro is like uh, reverse <laughs> ASMR. Yeah, here you do the Alec Baldwin, I'll do the trumpet. Mm-hmm. Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> this Jewish kid. This Jewish Jew. Don't forget I said Jewish kid. Okay. Pulled it off with that grin and joie de vivre. Vive. The streets of Queens are still his spiritual home, but today Khan lives in Beverly Hills, where he invited me for this conversation. His assistant, Mikey, is never far away. Mikey Day? It is Mikey Day. from Cleveland, and he's a Polak. What the fuck do you want him to sit with us for? There's no denying that Khan plays a certain type. He was a hard-bitten gambler in El Dorado. I want to see another hard-bitten See, this is the kind of guy. If you can pause it for a second, Brett. That's that kind of like these tough, these old tough guys. They want well, some of these old tough guys that ever get their their noses caved in. 
Just to get some perspective they're, on how tough they actually still are right now. Their balls clawed. Yeah. Send send uh, a manuscript. Yeah, we should send them a copy of uh, say we're optioning. Just say just send the proposal. Yeah, hunting a tiger, <laughs> Mr. Khan. We would love for you to read to meet the co-star. Well, we just would love to. For, we're gonna adapt it. We want you to read for Claude. <laughs> we want. Yeah, it's kind of like a adaptation. We're not asking thing. you to audition. No, we just want to meet with you in your Beverly. I don't think it's necessary to know where they are on a podcast. I mean, maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe it's interesting. His assistant, Mikey, I mean, is never far. What if Mikey is just his dog and Alec Baldwin doesn't? <laughs> he just <laughs> thinks he's an assistant. He's like, his assistant, Mikey, is always at his heels. He follows yeah. him everywhere he Mikey, goes. Mikey, get in here. <laughs> I want to meet Mikey. <laughs> Mikey is. Mikey, bring us some biscuits. <laughs> never never more than a step or two away. Bring me that chew toy. Especially when he's eating. Yeah. Mikey, <laughs> where's your tug of war rope? <laughs> James wanted me to play tug of war. Wait, him. no, Mikey did. I'm sorry. Hold on. I can't. I'm confusing the two. I'm going to get on the floor and do tug of war with Mikey. <laughs> with my mouth. Yeah. Mikey. It, like. I love also how it's that thing where it's just like excuse. It's like he's what did he, he said? He's a he say is a whatever. He's throwing hard bitten. Hard bitten. Yeah, but it's like oh James. What do you mean? Like the idea, just like letting like oh an old guy be racist. Yeah, yeah. just let it. Oh, but he was in the Godfather. It's like yeah, he's old. It's like yeah, he's also in Los Angeles. He could he could kind of yeah. pick up the pace of right. how right. people are, people are kind of mm-hmm. addressing each other and thinking of each other. Mm-hmm. He broke into safes in Thief, and into houses in Flesh and Bone. He loved his macho roles, but they frustrated him too. I didn't get a fucking script that didn't have 12 people dead by page 20, I mean, for three years. <laughs> and then someone said, oh, wait a minute, you can sing and dance? Yeah, well, didn't know that. Nobody ever asked me. You know, I'd like to do that. So my ambition is not to be a tough guy. To you and me, where we grew up, you see, if you got a bottle of water, the very top level of that bottle is anger. <laughs> That's the first <laughs> I did not expect that. Where we come from, right? right. Does that make any sense? Yes. No, no. I want to answer for Alex Baldwin. No, it makes no. People said to me, uh, they said to me, boy, that must be great to get all that anger out of your system every night. And I said, you know what I realized about four or five weeks in? I'm not that angry. <laughs> I said, I'm going to I don't want to go, Blanche, why don't you and I sit down and have a cup of coffee? We make nice with each other and blah, blah. You've had a little different career than I have, though. Yeah, 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 you, not too much. Career's a little different not too from much. Mine. Let's just say that. <laughs> but maybe the best way is to, do, is to do this. You're savvy. You crack people up. You grew up in New York, blah, 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 blah. How many brothers and sisters did you have? One of each. None of them in the business. I would also say, like, I do think Alec Baldwin is that angry. Yeah, of course he is. He's proven (laughs) it. Doesn't he, like... He screams Isn't he sued for assault, like, every other day in the East Village? You walk down the... You see somebody walk down uh, down Ludlow Street with a camera. Mm -hmm. Don't you take my picture. It's like... Or he, like, parallel parks, and he's, like, far from the curb, and he, like... Grabs yeah. his car antenna and yeah. chases the first, the first you, pedestrian he sees yeah. on like 12th don't, Street. Don't you take my picture, you son of a bitch. But he's not. He's like, just like mad that he can't park well. Yeah. Picture him. Uh, 
That's his whole thing he's, is that he's got anger problems. What were you going to yeah. say? I was just going to say he's like, he's got anger problems, but he's also like not a tough guy. Like they all think they're like. Alec Baldwin? Yeah. Like, right. Because he played tough guys. They have a hard. Yes. Th- this conversation seems like they have a hard time separating. But they think that right. they're the characters just like, this call sheet says I'm supposed <laughs> to be here at 7 a.m. And I, I hope they know I'm on keto now. <laughs> If I see one more bag of fucking pita chips. Don't you, if I show up and I'm sitting in my trailer, my goddamn trailer for two hours waiting to go through the works, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to need more than Nature Valley oats and honey. You call us the director's chair? It's supposed to sit on the set? Where's my double wide? That's a real tough guy. Yeah. Yeah. The refrigerator in my <laughs> my trailer's not. This TV ain't picking up nothing but antenna and the game show network. We're supposed to watch an old episode. Watch an old episode of the newlywed game on this thing. And then he says to the makeup artist, he's like, a little more concealer under the left eye. Yeah. Because <laughs> these guys are, admit- not that like you should be ashamed of being a man with makeup on, but it is funny that like, yeah. Well, they're, I think they're also very conflicted about acting as something that is not like the most masculine thing ever. And they're just like, they're working so hard to be like, no, it's a, you're a tough guy when you do acting. But that's why he was like, I want to sing and dance. Nobody <laughs> asked me. But what are you going to be? Oopie doopie doo, <laughs> me and my you're shadow. shadow. <laughs> <laughs> like me and my goddamn shadow. <laughs> Get away from me, you son of a bitch. He's yelling at his shadow. Just him. He takes out a... You taking my picture, you <laughs> son of a bitch? James, it's your shadow. He takes out a <laughs> nightstick and beats his shadow he to take, death. He takes out his he little top hat and his, his little top hat and tails cane. He's got, he starts swinging at the shadow. <laughs> and Scott Kahn runs in. Pop, what are you doing? Papa, Papa. Papa, Pop, come on. It's your shadow, Pop. What, what, yeah, We've what? We talked about this before. You there's can't. a dark, there's a dark guy with my silhouette. He's dead. He's on the ground. Look at him now. I be, I, Pop, that was your shit. Yeah, you know, you got him, Pop. You killed him. You showed you, him. You showed him he's dead. <laughs> let's get out of here. Pop, Pop let's, let's get, get out of here. Don't look behind up. you. <laughs> you know, my neighborhood was like, I don't know, wasn't very conducive to the arts. What did, what did they do? My brother still doesn't know. Right. And your sister? She passed away. Uh, she was married and had kids, had a family? Yeah, yeah. She was the greatest. Was a census yeah. taker? She was like, <laughs> like my best friend. I tell you the truth, she's the only person in the world that was genuinely afraid of. I mean, really afraid of. <laughs> so she was the best. What did your dad do? A butcher. He was a butcher. <laughs> Including animals. Yeah. How many people yeah. live Most in this? Of my family. Exactly. I mean, yeah. his side. What would you say? <laughs> um, what would you say the uh, median, median income is for the house? Yeah. Uh, a twenty to <laughs> forty thousand. B forty to sixty. <laughs> or C seventy five and above. <laughs> he was from Germany, and uh, he came over. He was the middle son, <laughs> tough guy, like your dad. And uh, had hands like shoeboxes. Is he crying? He came over and then he brought the rest of the family. <laughs> his, he had father, his father was deformed. And, yeah. and he's upset because 
He couldn't even get a freak show gig. He had hands like shoeboxes. Tim Burton's running across <laughs> with the, like, what do you do? Jimmy Shoebox. But he was, uh, he became like a middleman. You know, he'd go down to the meat market where some of my relatives were, my, my, my godfather was down there, had one of them freezers, you know, down on 14th Street. You one know those freezers on freezers? 14th Street? And you go and he, he had like it's a 10, 15 customers, you know, some oh. of the restaurants you've eaten in. He sold direct to them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We drove around. Again. And, um, yeah. <laughs> and welcome back to the meat distribution <laughs> podcast. Like, approximately how many, you said 12 to 13. Would it be closer to 13 or to 12? Yeah, it was, yeah, let's get so, is it 12 or 13, James? And uh, also, would your father sell like, like sides of beef or steaks and chops? Or did he also <laughs> dabble in seafood by any chance? Like a nice piece of salmon. Not because I was smart. Don't even go there. It, they wanted me out of that school so bad. So I took one summer course and they got rid of me because I became president of the student body. I was 14 years old, but I was big already. No, he's just lying. Now he's just old men being like, I was the president so of I, the I, town. I to Michigan. Yeah. Not not verifiable, right, but exactly. you just kind of go with it. It's like, fine. Right. It's probably not true. Right. But he sure he decided it was. True. And just, yeah, <laughs> grandpa's lonely. So, and he's like, if you, if you tell it enough times, it's true. If you say it on enough talk shows, talk show. then it's true. You think he called this a talk show? He's like, oh. I was on Alan Baldwin's. I was on Alan yeah. Baldwin's. Hey, Pop, Pop, what'd you do today? Like, Scott. Oh, Con I was on Alex uh, uh, Baldwin's uh, talk show. Oh yes, he. Uh, I was hanging. I was hanging out over at. Uh, <laughs> I was hanging out at the Arby's on Sunset with uh, Daniel Baldwin today. Oh really? Was he yeah. like, sir? This is an Arby's. <laughs> uh, sir. Mm, uh, sir an Arby's. This is an Arby's. Why hasn't Arby's changed their slogan to that? I that don't. would be so. Oh. Wouldn't that be like into we're in like meme culture yes. now? Yes. How have they not made like a thing? How have they not made a thing? To be just like, sir, this is an Arby's. Get John Benjamin in there, right? Because well, he does. He's already like, there. It's me, John Benjamin. This he sounds like Alec Baldwin a little oh, bit. John yeah. Benjamin. Yeah, he's a little more. He's a little more stuffed up. I think. It's me, Alec Baldwin. <laughs> My guest, H. John Benjamin, <laughs> is the voice of Coach McGurk on Home Movies. <laughs> home Movies. <laughs> Started off as the. Hard-ass coach mm -hmm. on home movies, Coach McGurk. Well, he technically, he was Dr. Katz. John, first. where'd you grow up? Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> I think Massachusetts. My mother kept saying, why don't you swim? Can't you swim? I come home taped up to my butt, you know, just like. And, it's not um, if swimming works. And then I got homesick because yeah. my girlfriend and everything was back home, you know. So... I tried uh, the whole the coronavirus thing back then. <laughs> and, uh, it was that I had that one year wait. You know, Howdy Myers was the coach there then. What? Yeah, Howdy was, Myers? Like a thing a coach? cowboy says? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I didn't know what I wanted. I changed my major every three minutes. At a certain point, you're like, this is just community service. You're just visiting with the elderly. Yeah. It's like the final 20 minutes of uh, Irishman. I never got Suddenly. to. Oddly enough, I never made it. To what? The you end didn't make it to the fourth hour of The Irishman? No. I had. When no. you watch them in real time oh, eat pudding. Can I watch Robert De Niro die in a nursing home after four and a half hours of people looking weird and upsetting? 
there's a great scene where it goes on and on and on, and then they're in prison, and Joe Pesci is like pours out this grape juice in mm. like a little tin prison cup, and mm-hmm. he goes, "This is the good grape juice." What? Yeah. Right. Oh, it's slow, and you watch you watch him fade in real time in it, and then. Uh... It was an ROTC school, Hofstra, so Tuesdays and Thursdays you had to get the uniform on and everything. You know, it was a second lieutenant. And you have to eat. They're not cracked yet. No, he's got cracked walnuts. Like it's winter? I was on my way to dress in my uniform. Everything was spiffy. So we're about five minutes in here. Do you guys have a a prescription for here's the thing? I think we're good. Yeah, I think you fix this right off the bat. You get rid of Alec Baldwin (laughs) on the show. I think that's the... Prime weakness. And if you can't get rid of Alec Baldwin, I would just have someone with him at all times who just sort of, I mean, obviously you don't want to like give him a nudge because then he'll sock you in the face. Yeah. But just to let him know like when he's just asking census taker questions yeah. with a, a wink or a, just, you know, just kind of like yeah. a, yeah, like give him like a cookie maybe. Like it's positive reinforcement. You didn't like when I asked him about exactly how many customers came into his. <laughs> Butcher shop now 80 years ago in the ground beef for yeah. the patties. Now, if someone wanted your dad to <laughs> do like a, a T-bone, a nice how, T-bone. Like a, <laughs> what percentage of fat are we like a 2% fat? Is that too lean? Yeah. How would you cook that? Would you do that with, with butter? Medium temperature. A little bit of a uh, little bit of olive oil in the pan. Yeah. And if so. <laughs> I'll say this. Look, James Kahn, I like James Kahn. I like how he's I do like as even though we're 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 uh, goofing on him. I like the idea of the old tough guy. Sure. It's still like a funny thing. Absolutely. And any tough Jew I'm in favor of. No, I love I love that because yeah. he's just this guy who's sure. just like, yeah, I'll knock your teeth out. Does he play a Jewish guy in The Godfather or does he play Italian? No, he plays Corleone. Okay. Which is uh I, I saw it Italian. a while ago. Yeah. And he uh never saw the third one. Third one's the bad it's one. The best one. You lie. The best one. You lie. Well, is George Hamilton in the first or second George one? George Hamilton is in the third? Yeah. Remember that Dracula movie he was in and Comedy Central used to play it like every ten minutes? Was that once bitten? Something no, that like was that. the Jim Carrey one. What what he uh if they were to do Godfather four right now, yes. who would be in that? DJ Khaled. Uh, Adam, Adam Driver. <laughs> um, who Adam, you say Adam Driver. I say yeah. DJ Khaled. Who's that guy, uh, Fred, the one who like talks really fast? Like the, <laughs> the one from Nickelodeon? Fred? Fred movie? Yeah. I don't know who Will that is. Will you look is. up? Fred. Fred, the guy who talks fast. fast. Yeah. You don't mean the, uh, the John Mashita. The, uh, no, no, no. I, that was the one reference I had to cut from Difficult People because it was too obscure. Was a John Mashita reference? Yes, that you came up with. Too obscure. Well, it was. Here's here was not my in my weird head. It's not. No, I know. And that my, was my judgment. Was like, I think this is the funniest thing in the world. But mm-hmm. if I had to look it up, yeah, then it, it's oh. just yeah, Fred. Okay, you don't know this this guy. Fred, I remember this kid, Fred yeah. the Show. Fred Figglehorn. So we fixed that podcast. Yep. You're Alec, welcome. Yeah. Consider your podcast fixed. Fi- Sorry, I'm a little late. No, I guess we'd have to say consider. Rescued. Yeah. 
consider your podcast rescued. All right. That's fun. Yeah. That's good stuff. And there will be more good stuff next week with more double threat coming your way. Julie and Tom. Tom and send us clips at doublethreatpod at gmail.com and definitely send us that cartoon of the two of us. But when you do, please don't make my nose too big because (laughs) I see some of these political cartoons. I think, oh, who is the art director? Hitler? <laughs> it's literally Hitler. It's yes. literally Hitler. But please yeah. send us that. Any fan art we will embrace. Yeah, and if you've uh, uh, we'll keep saying it too. If you've got any connections to our our guest wish list that we we recited previously, um, yeah, which please. is which Garrison is Do- Keeler Cruise. Garrison. Anyone who was affected by the cancellation of the Garrison Keeler Cruise. We're also looking for Insane Clown Posse. Anybody yep. who worked on the Munsters or thinks they worked on the Munsters. And Shane, who took all those loads. And yes, oh, the- and the person who filmed Kelsey Grammer falling off the stage. Yes. Because we want to do like a director salute to that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, uh, we'll spin our wheels. If you guys can spin your wheels, let's let's try to let's try to get connected to these people somehow. Yeah. And like us and rate and review us over at Podcast Land. What are these things? Podcasts. Subscribe and yeah. Apple Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you wherever you listen to podcasts. Wherever you get your podcasts, you go and you tell them you love double threat. And that helps us. And then we get to do more. And that helps you again. You're doing it for yourself. And we'll be back next week with a whole new episode. So stop freaking out about it. Yeah. Unless we are dead. Then we'd like to say. Start freaking out. Yeah. (laughs) Then we'd like to say. Then we'd like to say. We'll say bye at the same time. We'd like to say. Say. Bye. Bye. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.